Hey there, I'm Tatsu. And I'm Jeff. And this is Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. Where we buck the fear-based narrative and explore topics in a fun and unique way. All in service of personal growth. Welcome to Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. I am your co-host, Jeff. And I'm Tatsu. And we are super excited about this topic. I wonder what it's going to be. What are you doubt, doing? man. We're talking about doubt. Doubt. No, no doubt. No doubt about it. Yep. All right. So you know how we start these things. When you think about doubt, what's the first thing that comes in your mind? I think about a lot of negative thoughts holding me back. I think about the story of my life. Every time I try something new, <laughs> or I'm about to start trying something new, doubt. Yeah, even even like little small creepy doubts that might be not in my in my conscious mind, but like I don't know, it could be meeting meeting someone new, and they seem super cool, and they got all kinds of stuff going, and then a doubt in my head would be like. Am I worthy of being a friend to this person? All kinds of doubts everywhere, man. Um, less so now than than growing up, but uh, uh, it's a thing. It's a thing, man. Very prevalent. I'm very aware of it. How about you, man? What comes What comes to mind? Um. Well, Black Street and <laughs> um, Gwen Stefani. <laughs> and after that. Um, you know, like, I think for me, it's like some of those thoughts that you mentioned, some of the things I have, I would kind of label as fear mm. is like a cousin of doubt. Mm. Mm. Um, I hadn't doubted much growing up. Mm. Uh, remember those t-shirts, that company, no fear. Yep. I had fear, but I really had doubt. I feel like. Doubt to me is like surfacey initial quick flames. And I feel like fear is like longer term, deep rooted stuff. That's how I relate to it. That's mm. not anyone's definition but mine. And I don't have a lot of doubt now. I actually have more doubt from like a like prevention. Like we'll be in the gym and I'll be like, I don't think I can lift this. Right? Mm -hmm. Or from yeah. they're getting hurt. Mm -hmm. so for me, it's like the the doubt is the iceberg and, and the tip of the iceberg and then the fears underneath. Mm -hmm. so I feel like I'm more in tune with my fears than I have been before. And I think that's eliminated some of the, the doubt as I've been. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So being being in the in the personal growth space as as deeply as you are. It sounds like like doubt isn't even you. You'd go straight to the underneath the surface of the iceberg to to check it out, rather than like play around with this stupid little the tip of the iceberg thing, right? Well, and it's not always empowering. Like, yeah, something silly like I don't know. Like, I'm not playing the greatest golf, and then I'll be lining up for a shot, and I won't have doubts that I'm that I'll miss per se, or I won't hit a good shot. 
all have fear that like this is an example of like me failing in life. Mm. Like mm. mid round, mid shot, nothing to do with that. All right. straight to the extreme. Right. So the the filter of doubt is like almost gone. Mm -hmm. um, the only re the only the only thing that I'll notice with my kids is like I'll doubt like them, which is kind of fear. But like, are they going to be okay in this micro instance, or you know, or is this a good idea? Like I'm doubting like scenarios. Mm -hmm. um, that still happens, but I think I'm, that is the fear. So how quickly I go from like initial doubt to fears mm -hmm. is way quicker now. Mm -hmm. um, I'm able to move through it most of the time quickly. Um, even laugh it off like a golf shot. I'll just like step back, laugh, and then go back and probably still shake it. But um, I won't. I won't come with that. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it's uh, it's almost like I doubts like the little people into the fear. Mm -hmm. I, I love that distinction, and I'm I'm a, I'm gonna steal that from you from now on. Um, but it, it really reminds me of, like you said, in the gym. Again, you're fatigued and you're you're doing a set and like, and I get one more rep up, and then that little bit of, you're not gonna do it, you're not gonna make it, you're you're fatiguing, a little bit of that makes it all go down the drain. Just a little bit of that is enough to to not not get that last rep up or whatever, right? Um, so it's. I never related to that and connected that or really unpacked that and how it is connected to deeper fears. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm curious as to how that does connect. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a reflecting on that some more. But yeah, man, it what it, it is, it really is just that little that little thing just to slide into fear. That little a little slope that lets you just roll down the hill. Um, yeah, interesting. And it's crazy. Like I looked at it as like a little thread, like a little thread, like peeking under your door. And then you're like, all right, I'm pulling this thread. And then you open the door, and there's like a big scary monster there called fear. And it's like sometimes when I entertain that doubt, like it might be something simple, like. Um, am I, am I raising my, am I raising my kids the right way? Am I doing enough academics or sports or music? And then I, I pull that thread a little bit more and it's like, well, no. And what else am I not doing well with that? And it turns into this big thing where it was just like an initial healthy doubt can go for me into a rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. So for me, I either have to ignore it, which isn't necessarily ideal either, mm -hmm. or I have to keep some sort of elevation and curiosity with the doubt. Like once I buy into the doubt, it becomes like this web of mm -hmm. downward spiral for me. Mm -hmm. Where a healthy doubt, or looking at doubt in a healthy way, is probably pretty important for us, right? Like. I think, I don't know, when it was a couple years ago, maybe like I was riding one of my kids' little Razor scooters, which totally like not a good idea. It was definitely out of the weight on the ear. And I like bit it, like flew off that thing. And I was like, eat dirt. And uh, there was no doubt to protect me, like 
should I be doing this? Like, is this a good idea? Not sure, like, you know, 185 plus human beings should be on this thing. Mm. Sure enough, I paid for it. And of course, I popped up, pretending like there was nothing wrong, nothing to see here, right? <laughs> like, that's where, in my opinion, like the doubt is, is healthy, right? Like, hey, should we proceed in this way? Should we go in a different way? So, what I was thinking while you were talking about that, how the distinction between like full, full on fear and there's this iceberg where there's doubt on the tip and then fear underneath the surface. Um, for you to not even try to get on a scooter would be considered fear, right? right? It's in the doing while you're doing it in the process where the doubt starts to show up for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And then fear could show up while you're doing the thing too, right? Yeah. Well, for me, like in between doubt, if we're going to use the metaphor of the iceberg, doubt and tip, and then the iceberg or the fear the below and the, like, mm -hmm. the iceberg, in between would be curiosity. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if I didn't want to ride the scooter because I was afraid or whatever, mm -hmm. like, okay, that's buying into the fear. But if I had some doubt about riding the scooter and then read the back of it and said 150 pound mat, and I didn't ride the scooter from that place, to me, that would be like, I'm getting curious and exploring possibility for riding that scooter and then realizing, yeah, I'm more than 150 pounds. So I choose not to. Mm. Gotcha. So we stick, if we, if we were to stick with the iceberg, uh, metaphor, fear, we'd be under the surface. Should I, or should I not ride this scooter? And once you step on it, maybe even just step on it, there's that curiosity between the fear and the doubt. Um, you know, how, how fast should I go? What if I fall? Look at the terrain. Is it rocky? Whatever, right? It's sure. bumpy, all that. And then, and then the, and then if we let that ride, then that doubt would push us back underneath the surface. Yeah. Or we could just keep going. Right. And I think, like, we all have this, right? We all have doubts and we also all have fears. Mm -hmm. And we also, if willing, we have possibilities. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with fears, doubts, or possibilities. Mm. I think doubt sometimes gets a bad rap. Mm -hmm. Doubt can be healthy. Mm -hmm. um, fear can be healthy. I mean, like, I don't know about you, but it, I'm afraid of drowning. Mm -hmm. so there's going to be a point where I'm going to, like, pick my head above being under the water and go above the water because I don't want to drown, right? Mm -hmm. Even if we're like holding our breath for fun, I'm probably going to pull up sooner than I humanly can hold my breath. Mm -hmm. That's fear, right? Mm -hmm. To me, like doubt would be somewhere before that, right? Like, do I even want to do this? And if we take it out of like our metaphor, you know, iceberg and under the water stuff, like looking at your career and like what you do in your life, like, What's a good example of doubt and persevering through that doubt? 
building my businesses, really. Doubt, do I have what it takes? Um, scarcity mindset definitely plays into doubt for me big time. So are there enough clients out there? Are there any enough business partners out there in the world? There's not enough. This is what I'm looking for. And everyone's competing against me. So that doubt definitely um, shows up here and there and um, kind of gets me out of action mm. into my all, all up in my head, out of my heart. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm a quit. The, de the doubt doesn't slip so far where it's like fear and I'm just going to stop. So that, that's, that doesn't happen. That's not going to happen. I'm not allowing the doubt to go so far that I'm afraid and I'm not even going to try this anymore and do something. I'm just going to quit. Mm -hmm. That's, that doesn't happen. But doubt is definitely shows up here and there. You know, if, if I get attached to like outcomes and results and it's not happening the way I think I want it to happen necessarily, you know, then it starts, the ego starts, ah, hey, see, see, told you, told you you're not good enough, told you you're not smart enough, you know? Ah, uh, good point. So what's, like in your mind, what's the relationship between doubt and results? I think the lack of being able to see the results uh, powers the doubt. It, it fuels the doubt. For me but then that's focusing on the thing that is always a trap and that's that's a whole different tangent that we can go down but how about you what what do you think if if you do agree that there is a connection between the results and doubt and it's always there right um We've been conditioned like if you're not getting the results you want, do something different. So I think that embeds this notion of am I getting the results I want? It's the way I'm going about it, working, not working. I don't think there's anything wrong with that per se. Or we're talking about that higher level doubt, like, hey, am I am I in the right relationship? Am I in the right location? Am I doing the right thing with my businesses or my life um i think those can be a little bit trickier right because some of those results could look like intangibles and tangibles i'm like using it some of them are harder to see than others right i think healthy questioning and healthy check-ins what i would label as healthy doubt is a great thing mm -hmm. if anything that's how you're kind of re-enrolled in what you're doing and what you're up to. Mm -hmm. I think a dangerous place to be would to never have doubt mm -hmm. or to ever allow yourself to have doubt or to never allow yourself to question things mm -hmm. is to kind of be on autopilot. Right. Because chances are if we're on autopilot and we're super comfortable, then we may be missing opportunities for further growth and um, impact. Mm -hmm. Right? So... Yes, I think there's there is an opportunity, there is a relationship between doubt and results or doubt and outcomes, but not necessarily bad ones. 
Mm-hmm. And I think I think they're kind of connected. I think the first thing we do when we're not getting results is to question and doubt. Mm-hmm. Usually from a disempowering place initially. <laughs> usually, usually. Right? From an automatic perspective. And again, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. That might be the starting point. And then you can take a look, right? It's usually some kind of like universal nonsense, right? Like if you were questioning um, like your business and your clients, you might be like, there's no clients out there. <laughs> like something yeah. very like stretched and over traumatic. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And you can examine it like, okay, cool. Are there really like no potential clients out of 8 billion people? Yeah. Probably not accurate since I don't know all eight billion people. All right. Got it. Okay. So then you kind of peel back the onions. And again, that's, I think, that's where, like, I think a, a really cool partner for doubt is curiosity. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and again, like, that's kind of what I've learned and experienced, but that's not how it was for me. Mm-hmm. My, my standard partner for doubt was, um, the right way or the finance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So if I, in my younger days, if I questioned the relationship I was with, I just ended the relationship. Mm. <laughs> like, oh, I'm questioning it. This must be wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm at. Right. And what you- and that, and that circumvented like, inner awareness, inner dialogue, partnership, collaboration, and, and growth. Like that's how you grow. Uh, you don't, I don't think we grow with an audience of what? <laughs> and I've learned like, that might be the outcome, evident, you know, eventually, but the pathway through curiosity creates potential for transformation, growth, learning, and just more enjoyable process. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So when you, when you mentioned healthy doubt, there's that curiosity, the element of curiosity that enables the healthy, healthy doubt versus a disempowered um, doubt. The, so when people check in with healthy doubt, with curiosity, what could they check in with or how can they check in with themselves yeah i mean first it's language right like what did i just say or think mm. you know is that even a statement right or to use the client thing there's no clients in the world mm-hmm. right like so examine that like hey, okay is that valid is that true like, where is that coming from right really check in with that and then like getting really clear like we talked about this before on this podcast is like what's your purpose on this planet, what's your why? And how is that related to what's happening right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then secondarily is like, what do I need? Mm-hmm. Do I need to just like journal about it? Like call a friend and just complain and vent? Um, do I need to just create a plan? Like could be a bunch of different things, right? But like, you know, really getting clear on like, what's the thing? Like, what did I actually say? And what am I actually thinking? How is this related to like what I'm here for in the big scheme of things? And then what do I need? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? What would you say? 
Yeah, all all of that, as well as what the intuition is saying, checking in with what the intuition is saying. So if we if we leave that conversation all in the head, then we can be misled because, as we know, the ego is so clever, right? So it'll justify anything. So that integration, that ongoing integration, checking in with that knowingness, even though it may not make sense, but I'm still going to continue on versus I'm going to pivot. Um, I think that helps reassure us that we are not just, you know, just reacting mm. and it's not, you know, misaligned, you know, that it actually is aligned and all right, so let's keep staying curious. You know, it feels right. No, the knowingness is, is there. All right. So let's stay curious. What else is going on? You know, yeah. What do you think? Again, I'm just going back to like my old version of doubt, which is either avoidance or um, extreme reaction. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think people have to gain with partnering with doubt as opposed to avoiding or reacting like I used to? I think by by partnering with doubt and allowing it to serve as like a like an indicator, mm. like a check engine light, as opposed to like an enemy or an adversary, then that opens so much possibility. So so much more and so much more awareness about ourselves as we process and, 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 and reflect deeper. And I think that that process of reflecting deeper and understanding how our minds work, how our bodies work, that in, at, at the end of the day allows us to, to understand who we, who we truly are more so. And then when we, when we know ourselves better, then there's less doubt because we trust ourselves better. So I think it's, uh, it's huge. I have, I think they have everything to gain. How, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, you hit something on the head pretty nicely earlier, just a second ago was the link from doubt to trust. Mm -hmm. And especially when we're talking about ourselves, right? A lot of these things when we're talking about doubt in this conversation is, is inner doubt. Mm -hmm. Like we're not necessarily doubting others, although that's definitely a thing, but in this conversation is more of our inner doubt and how that keeps us away from trusting ourselves and others. Mm -hmm. And when we choose to partner with doubt, get curious and, and really see like where that might be coming from we start to like realize these are patterns that these are predictable and we get to choose. And through that process, we also begin and start to trust ourselves more. And when we start to trust ourselves more, our lives become more fluid. Making decisions don't become these painful, like all agony, you know, fights with ourselves, right? It becomes more fluid a little bit more aligned um, and we have more enjoyable relationships, right? Because imagine if we 
we have doubt and, and we don't trust ourselves, like how is it possible then that we can trust others? Yep. So it becomes this foundation for all areas of life, whether it's business or personal or with ourselves, with others, it really starts to become the, the foundation of who we want to be in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and I love how, when we started this conversation, you're talking about tip of the iceberg and then the iceberg itself. If doubt is a cousin to fear, it's indicating something deeper that may not show up, that may be more hidden in this, in our subconscious. And we could go years without even uncovering any of that. Right. So it's a, it's actually a blessing in disguise to have this little thorn tip of the iceberg poking out, you know, annoying us, telling us there's something, there's something going on that it's time to look at. It's time to grow from. Because without that, you know, we could just be on our automatics like you're, you're talking about. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, from this conversation, like people listening, it, you know, all various different walks of life, different paths, different journeys. What would you say is a great practice or something they can take on in relation to doubt? I would say, um, just start off noticing where you're doubting yourself and in what areas do you hear it the loudest? Is it in your relationships? Is it in your workouts? Is it in, you know, your, your career? Where is it? And just, just take inventory of, of the things that are the words that are saying you're being told to yourself that are being told to yourself as well as the areas of your life that they're being set in. Awesome. How about you? Yeah, I would say start with that one right there and then go down that rabbit hole. Like what's behind the doubt? What mm -hmm. fear is driving this? And I would assert there's only a couple fears that are driving all of that doubt. So what are they? And put the cards on the table. Right. I'd really be clear with those fears, not from a make wrong or like to validate that you're not good enough or whatever the thing is, but to really get clear and then get support on them. Right. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a friend, a coach, colleague, whatever it is, get support and moving through those so that when that doubt creeps up, you know where it's coming from and you can call out the shenanigans when it shows up. Mm -hmm. Love it. I love it. Yeah. And that, my friend, is still just scratching the tip of the iceberg itself. Oh, nice. <laughs> so we did that. Very good. Very good. As we usually do, there's usually more meat on the bone with these amazing, expansive topics. But we owe it to our peeps to deliver that high-quality transformational combos in 30 minutes or less. But we'll keep that streak alive and... How do the peeps uh, reach out to us and get old of us? Connect us. Uh, all the links are in the show notes. Facebook, Instagram, jeffmillardcoaching.com, all of the major platforms for, for podcast streaming. Hit us up, like, share. Um, we'd love to hear more topics. What do you guys want to hear about? Um, we'd love it. Thank you guys for your support as well. As always, 
And my and my brother Jeff will do this again soon. No doubt. Catch you on the next one. Thank you for checking out this episode of Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. And if you got some value today, please subscribe and share. And we'll see you on the next one.